0: And welcome to a special edition of
1: BYOB. I'm Nolan Ash. I'm Laura it's Cab, awesome. live from Mackinac Island.
0: This is so much fun. I'm so glad we finally are getting to see, you know, you post pictures all the time, but it's kind of fun to actually see you hanging yeah. out where your book
1: takes, I like a lot of your over. Take- place I obsessed <laughs> over. And I saw that it said boys. So I thought I did bring a boy with me. But as that was going, he left. <laughs> my husband was with me. So I was going to pan to my boy, but he since left. I don't know where he's going. <laughs> Probably to get Hello. some calls because he has heartburn. He's going gonna to have to come back. <laughs> Just like waving over. maybe he'll come back. I don't know where he's going. He's not coming back. I don't know, but I did have a boy. I did have a boy. And I have books, but I have no booze.
0: We have no booze today. We're, we're early this morning. Um, I, I thought too late about making a mimosa. So I've got my water. I've at least got something to bring. It's a bottle. Bring your own bottle of something. It happens to be a bottle of water as opposed to booze this time, which I know is rare for me <laughs> to not have
1: my <laughs> booze. Today. This is a very strange thing. I know.
0: All of the ingredients to make a mimosa, I just didn't because <laughs> I didn't think about it. You
1: were probably um, busy doing um, you know, adulting stuff or work stuff. I was so adulting. She was thinking about making her mimosa today.
0: I know. <laughs> I was adulting and, and I thought about last night I actually had my Malibu splash, which you guys know by now that I love. And I was mm-hmm. drinking those and I'm going, like, I really should put up like have this whole thing I had to assemble for my my work laptop and monitor and lights and all this stuff. And I thought I should really do this tonight, and then I'll have to worry about it in the morning before we do our BYOB. And then oh. I thought, no, there's too many parts, too many tools, too many things that could go horribly wrong. I'm going to have to do that in the morning after I've had a cup of coffee. So I was melting <laughs> and decided that probably alcohol and assembly of mo- many, many parts was not a good idea.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there was but a magnet totally. I sat at my favorite store. My favorite store on Mac and is called Wampus And it's kind of a novelty store. And they have these funny magnets. And one said, adulthood is the worst hood I've ever lived in. So <laughs> it was so funny.
0: I love it. I give it one, like star I star. <laughs> <laughs> one star. I do not recommend. One star. One star. Do not recommend adulting. I just
1: don't. And I'm wearing my slicker because up to about 15 minutes ago, it was raining. And that's, and you know, my husband said, take your slicker off. And I go, no, this is Mackinac. Um, they sell these everywhere. There are always people walking around on rain slickers because here in the Straits, we're kind of between where the mitten hits the upper peninsula. I'm right in, this, in the middle of Lake Huron where that all that stuff. So the weather comes in really quick and it blows away really quick. So it's not uncommon to see people with slickers in their back pockets. <laughs> and then within a few minutes, usually it's gone because everything blows, blows through real quick here. So I thought, I'll leave the slicker on.
0: Yeah. Hey Sharon. Sharon's here. She visited Mackinac Hi, a couple Sharon. of weeks ago. Nice. So Laura, t- I mean, the slicker a totally common sight in New Orleans as well. I mean oh, down there yeah. in the subtropics. We're always getting getting rained on and you know, you uh-huh. see all kinds of things like, you know, shredded slickers from the wind and then, you know, umbrellas blown inside out. Hur-
1: hurricane slickers, right? We call <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: We went down it was like, what was it? It was Patricia. It was um tropical, well, hurricane that became tropical storm Patricia by the time it hit Louisiana. And we were down there with an exchange student from Mallorca, Spain. And like they never get rain. I mean, it's this island off the coast of Spain. And so we bring him to New Orleans as tropical storm Patricia hit the city.
1: Oh, <laughs> and so, he got a big old <laughs> dose of the American. USA.
0: <laughs> I mean, he was such a great sport though. I mean, we were in our slickers. We were just like that in ponchos, but the wind was blowing the rain sideways. So like Go back home. So it was like absolutely wet and he's just grinning he's like this is great <laughs> he didn't care we tried to camden bought an umbrella at cvs opened it up as he walked out the door and it blew inside sat out and like blew to pieces it was like literally had it five seconds and the, so
1: the tropical don't last it. long here do they no they don't
0: so the <laughs> slickers are the way to go even in new orleans during a tropical storm so tell us about where you are and what's behind you
1: well, okay, so I picked this location kind of because it's secluded and there's a lot of fudgies that come to the island on Saturdays. Fudgies are people, like tourists, I guess I'm one of them. I don't really consider myself one since I come here a lot. But I'm just for the fudge and the just horse tooth. <laughs> so this Makes is fit. kind of tucked away. And it also has a spot behind me that is in snow and summer. This is the dock of the pink I'm just going to, you're going to see my forehead for a minute here. This is where Justine and Troy have their um, little dance, Aww. and this is a place where you can eat. There are lights um, in the evening. The lights are kind of a romantic spot. I think we might go here for my husband's birthday tomorrow night. And now I'm oh. kind of walking, dodging oh, goose. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of goose poop here on the ground. No.
0: You said, that when before we got we went on live, you were telling me about the goose poop and having L.A. Walker, and you didn't want to step in goose poop. And then the next thing that we talked about, other than Scott, who was standing out there looking at the boats, uh-huh. was the fudgies. And so I thought fudgies were the name for the goose poop. No. No. <laughs> so I was not like, people. she talking are people. This is amazing. i was not. so confused. So I'm glad we cleared that up.
1: Look at all those boats. And our boat's gonna be here tomorrow. My husband's bringing our boat over from St. Ignace, which is across, I don't know, somewhere, the big water. And then these are the really nice summer cottages. And one of them actually burned down, I think about a month ago. I don't know if you can see it, but there's a cupola, but there's nothing else. The whole- um, Oh yeah, the top. The whole third floor is gone. And that was- Hang on, uh, let me make
0: you you big, and then we can see it better. Nope, that's still on the phone. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Brigad Briga Dune was the name of the cottage, and it had been here for quite a while. But there's some really kind of dramatic pictures. If you look on the internet about um you know historic cottage burning on Mackinaw. you'll see pictures of it. And there was a wedding taking place next door at the yacht oh, club yeah. and it was burning. So they actually I remember seeing the, pictures of that. They had to leave their wedding, and there's this picture of them walking to the church to pray, which was kind of cool. And then People saw them, knew what was going on in Mission Point, which is a resort just down this road a little bit further. Totally rearranged everything and put them up, gave them their beautiful wedding reception. And they pulled it cool. together in like 45 minutes. But wow. That's how Mackinac is. Everybody is wonderful here. And this is the fort, if you can see past the the radio tower. That's Fort Michelin-Mackinac, so there's a lot of um, yeah tours and stuff. That was in the war of 1812. Was so kind of the stronghold because this is a strategic spot right here in the Straits. People have to come through here to get anywhere on the Great Lakes. Basically, if you're going anywhere on the Great Lakes, you have to come through this tiny little spot where I am. So the fort was a big deal during the War of 1812, and there are battles and all sorts of fun stories about. I'm a history buff, so. I well, love my favorite story about the War
0: of 1812 is of course the Battle of New Orleans, which took place uh-huh.
1: two weeks was after the
0: war. Well, yes, President, President Andrew Jackson led that one. And Pirates, also, because, you know, pirates, your favorite. Pirates. my Pirates were there, Jean Lafitte and his, Jean, Lafitte. Jean Lafitte. and the um, Baratarians were there, his Pirates. Uh-huh. But my favorite thing about it was is there was this massive battle, and Pirates and the Americans beat the British two weeks after the war ended. we <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they didn't know it was over. Nobody knew because they Nobody signed the treaty overseas. Or turned... or... I know they didn't, didn't have that.
1: How history <laughs> would be different with social media. I always thought it would be mm-hmm. fun to go back and reimagine re- all of these famous historical events with cell phones. With yeah, <laughs> <It's>
0: so different.
1: <laughs> I mean, I thought it was really weird
0: because you've got the British and the Americans, and they signed the treaty for the War of 1812 in Europe but the fighting is happening in the united states.
1: so yeah, it takes a little while for information to cross the atlantic. It's, it's ocean, like so. in belgium or something and i'm like well no
0: wonder they didn't know it was over.
1: <laughs> now they just, just tweeted something. it. tweeted yeah, it and no, like, it would have been done but think of the people that died that didn't happen. i know that's actually it was really
0: sad. there mm. were a lot of there were a lot of casualties in that battle that were completely unnecessary mm. and a lot of damage mm. to the city and you know, things like that that just needless but I mean what are you gonna do it's history there were I'm sure a lot of battles that were fought after wars were over but just you know the way that one played out it's such a great story the Battle of New Orleans but
1: after that's your next book
0: it's it's really (laughs) kind of cool it'll it'll there a little bit of this story will will trickle into the third book of the Crescent City series because Jean Lafitte and his barretarians I know
1: I can't wait I can't wait for for that book to get my hands on and then read it it's long
0: after the Battle of New Orleans, uh-huh. but because Jean Lafitte was part of that, you know, there are some, uh-huh. some comments made back and forth about uh, Jean Lafitte's tendency to switch sides, <laughs> depending on which one he is he's the Jack
1: Sparrow, uh, isn't he? Is it, it he Jack really is. He actually on? was, a,
0: yes, um, Jack Sparrow. There's, there's several pirates that they kind of drew from, but a lot of his characteristics, especially his personality and kind of how he... Finagled things um, and changed an sides a lot. Was Jack Sparrow? He was a very much an opportunist. opportunist. Uh, That's a diplomatic way to say. It. They called themselves privateers, <laughs> and, and they could do
1: know, what, whatever they wanted, right? They didn't have to be. They kind of could.
0: and they tended to change sides like in the middle of things. Like they would become a privateer to legitimately and legally do something, and then they get out in the middle of it and then decide. Yeah, well, oh, we'd, so we'd actually make more money that. if we did this. So, I mean, absolutely Jack Sparrow. So if you like Jack Sparrow, Jean Lafitte is the pirate to read up on because they're very yeah. similar. He in might
1: be your historical
0: crush. He is absolutely my historical crush. And I called him the gentleman pirate because he was very, very good looking. But unlike, I mean, he was tall, which people were not at that that time. He was six yeah. feet tall, which was unusual. Oh, that um, was really
1: tall.
0: Yeah, he was very tall, thin, and carried himself and dressed not like a pirate but a but like a gentleman. So he could walk mm-hmm. through the street to the French Quarter and he looked just like every other wealthy Frenchman there. Um, but oh. his hideout was actually in the Barataria swamps, but all of his other pirates dressed like pirates, but not Jean Lafitte. He had the look, he had the style.
1: He, <laughs> I mean, wanted, he wanted to blend in when he needed to blend
0: in. Absolutely, but he was, he, was he, was he was was apparently, you know, there was lots of swimming over Jean Lafitte because he is very good looking. So the gentleman pirate.
1: Mm-hmm. We would be, too, um, you know, he's
0: my historical crush.
1: <laughs> your new, sto- your new podcast, right? Dead yeah. Folks Tales. Dead Folks um, Tales. There's, there's, this, this This. is a haunted island. I was just thinking about that. I we should have done a Dead Folks Tales premiere.
0: We absolutely should. I mean, Dead Folks Tales, even though we're New Orleans and Southern Gothic centric, we can absolutely take some field trips to the north and kind of hang out and see what's what's I, what um, so I would love to do
1: that if yeah if we do this again next year I should do it from my hotel because the hotel behind me is called the pine cottage and Ernest Hemingway I believe honeymooned there Ooh. with Hadley his first wife you know long before his Cuba days but there is something that lives in the basement there and I was just talking to my husband about it because we were up in the pool that kind of borders it that's like an elemental type some, I mean, it's like, want
0: to go hang out with that.
1: That creepy <laughs> stuff that you don't want anything to do with, I know. And there's a woman um, upstairs that runs out of the closet and she doesn't have like a lower half of her body. So I'm talking about this. And of course, all their windows are open. And I'm going, like, Oh, yeah, that's lady with no legs. There's like a creepy Horned thing in the basement. <laughs> None of these people hopefully could hear me. <laughs> and then we got in the middle of the ghost tour because there's a ghost ghost tour here on the island. And we were in front of our hotel messing with our bike because my daughter didn't take the bike lock off, and then my son took off on the bike with the bike in the wheel. Oh, no. So I got stuck in it. So and here comes the ghost tour, and I'm thinking, I wonder if they're gonna stop in front of our hotel. <laughs> yeah, like, our room is like it. Can you imagine how, how that would be? Like, if you're because they do, they stop in front of the hotel right next to ours and talk about one of the rooms um, being haunted. And I'm thinking, when that was your room. But like, oh, <laughs> anyway, was, this is that a haunted like... Like, We could do um, a Dead Folk's Good. Tales, but that's a segue, I guess, a segue into Dead Folk's Tales too, if you want to tell us about that.
0: Yes. So we talk about these stories of. Basically, it's history history and hauntings of the yeah. Deep South, New Orleans primarily, because that's kind of my wheelhouse, my jam. But we talk about all the things that, you know, the weird history, the lines between fact and fiction and how we enjoy the fact that they're often very, very blurred and that's the best kind of history for me. So we're gonna talk yeah. about a lot of fun things and you will be joining me in August. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Laura and I are going to talk about um, on the what is it the 17th of August for Dead Folks Tales, we're going to talk about the New Orleans cemeteries. Because I feel like as we're starting this podcast, something people need to know is where the dead folks actually are in New Orleans. Where are those
1: dead folks? Where do we put those where dead folks? Be? Where do they be? Oh.
0: Why do we put the dead folks where we put the dead folks in New Orleans? So we're going to talk about so the
1: So neat, those cemeteries. In Europe, they do the same thing. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you know that in yeah. Austria, when I was visiting there when I was a teenager, they they were all above ground. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And so it's, it's a cultural fun. thing as well as a necessity. Yeah. And we, we're going to talk about yeah. some of the kind of weird things and stories that happen mm-hmm. um, when people don't <laughs> bury them where they bury them or they, they bury them in the wrong places. Uh, so we're going to talk about those. Yes, there are some funny stories and some modern stories about the dead folks and where they end up um, if they are not buried in the right place in New Orleans. So we'll talk <laughs> about that coming up on Dead Folks Tales on August 17th. Laura and I are going to chat about that. So
1: yes. No, dead fun. Fun. I'm Thank you for asking,
0: asking me. Oh, I, I love hanging out with you because you're always so much fun. And also, we always have uh, a good time. Very relaxed, so it'll be a fun podcast. So we I hope need you guys, some relaxation.
1: Relax. We're teachers; we need some relaxation. <laughs> this is our relaxing time.
0: <laughs> this <laughs> is how we relax: we drink and chat <laughs> on Facebook, and we hope that you join us. <laughs> school
1: is starting, so we're all. I'm already feeling the stress even at the very end yes. of July. We don't start till August 23rd. I don't go back Ooh. to August 23rd, but I still feel the stress, like even a month ahead of time. I'm like.
0: I go back to work on Monday.
1: Oh. I go back to work on Monday. Yeah. Do the students too?
0: No, they and come on Friday. Go. They'll be there for a half day on Friday. But we yeah, I mean we start so ridiculously
1: early. early. Yeah, By my way. Okay, Memorial when do you guys Day to see? Labor Day. That would be my brothers. Yeah. Memorial Day to Labor Day. We didn't, we you know, didn't have students,
0: but didn't a- it used to be like that though? I mean, when I was in school, back I couldn't remember. Labor Day being kind of like, that's when school yep.
1: started was Labor Day. I, I do not remember only, we're starting this early. Like five years ago that Michigan changed their laws, we didn't start till after Labor Day. So we would plan our vacations and it was a wonderful way to end the summer. And then all of a sudden we started getting these waivers and we just started coming back before. And we're like, what? We had planned a vacation. So our kids just mm-hmm. first, you know how we are with our vacations. Our kids just missed the first full week of school. Yep. And we, were, I mean, we son, and we were my son angry. is
0: 23 and our bachelor 23. And I remember he started kindergarten on his birthday, and his birthday is August 19th. So even oh. that, you know, it, we've come up earlier and earlier, even since he started kindergarten. I mean, he's in grad school now, but I mean, even that. I, that's say, recently. Early, right? I mean, it's not my childhood, but it's his childhood. And so, I mean, even huh. 18 years ago, it was still halfway through August, but August 7th is when they start. Like why? Or 6th, whatever so, Friday. So you
1: can just kiss August goodbye. Oh, yeah.
0: August is done. August is done. <laughs> and then <laughs> we get out the end of May. We really only have about eight weeks. The teachers We got out June
1: had... 3rd. We get out June 3rd and we go back August 23rd. So we didn't get out much later
0: than you. Know, it's not that much got, because we got out. What the twenty fourth was the teacher's last day, and we get back August second. May twenty fourth to August second is all we get.
1: I'd rather go into the very beginning of June and have all of August because it just eh, teacher talk. We should call it teacher talk. So yeah, teacher, teacher talk. I'll be of it
0: is. Was is our teacher talk? Well, I guess the we should dreaded. talk about
1: books. The let's dreaded. see where the book.
0: Word... Oh, yes, the dreaded teacher talk. Oh, so let's, let's we'll talk about what are we reading now. So, yeah. that that'll get us back to Michigan because your books, the book that you're reading, is Michigan
1: I have a really funny one that I picked up at the store. I'll put, put that one first. This is a surprise. Okay, it's called <laughs> Trying." <laughs> I've been looking at this book at Caddy Wampus for years. So this is a dentist, I think from like um what's his name? Hugh Murphy. Can you see that? I feel like my arm locks up. There Hugh, Murphy. Yeah, Hugh Murphy. He's a dentist from California. So he has all of these things that T-Rex can't do. Okay, so here's <laughs> one like T-Rex trying to do sock puppets. <laughs> T-Rex trying. Um it's just funny and lighthearted. Um I love it. T-Rex is T-Rex trying to do um, brushes teeth. my give me just now. <laughs> trying to reach a ceiling fan. Oh my gosh. That is <laughs> hilarious like the One that I bought while I was uh, I was at Caddy and and my actual book that I'm reading is of a Michigan author. Uh Wade Rouse, writing under the pen name of Viola Shipman, that's his grandmother, the Clover Girls, and this is set not far from where I'm sitting right now in Glen Arbor. I haven't finished it, but I'm in the process of it, of reading it, and it's about a group of four friends from summer camp over in Glen Arbor that reunite and one of them passes, and they kind of get, rekindle their friendship because they had a falling out. And the clover girls because there's four of them so Aww. each leaf of a four-leaf clover so yeah it's real sweet and it's sweet. from each perspective of, of each character oh so you go i like back that and forth in the first person and yeah it's really sweet viola shipman's um books are always feel good and always Thank said goodness. in michigan so i did ask if he was going to write one on knack and off because it's about time so and then we could like <laughs> i have a book signing today later if anybody's on Mackinac, anybody, anybody, come see me at the Island Bookstore at 1, but I'm going to get there a little early. About 12.30, I'm going to try to be down there ready to go. So That's awesome. I don't have to get my books, although my husband kind of promised that he would bring them down there for me. <laughs> and what, are you, what are you reading, Nola?
0: I am reading, well, for school, because we're considering no, this one for a novel study. I know. <laughs> well, but it's a good book. I'm looking forward oh, to it. It's All the Light We Cannot text, See. Not a textbook, kids. No, no, not a textbook. Um, no. It's All the Light We Cannot See I am uh, by Anthony Doerr. And I'm reading that one because we're considering that for a novel study for the 10th graders. Um, I'm an instructional coach, but I'm also a curriculum writer for our online um, our online high school and so i'm working on with another instructional coach we're working on the sophomore english so 10th grade english we're looking at uh, all the light we cannot see as a possibility for a novel study so i need to read that one i haven't read that one it's like one of the ones really like two books out of all of our choices for 10th grade i hadn't read yet and that was one of them so i needed to read oh. that to see if i if we wanted to use that one well, which what's, it heard great about that,
1: what's it about it that it is. Is good for the kids
0: well, it is, it's set up during World War II, but it is um, two different characters. One of them is a little girl um, who's blind, who lives in Paris near the Museum of Natural History where her father works. And then another one is a, um, a little German boy who's an orphan and he lives in a mining town in Germany. And it's kind of how the two of them end up kind of coming together, um, how their stories kind of interweave during World War II and it ends with you know it, it's not always happy but apparently there's it ends with kind of a sense of hope it's about the future oh, nice. and things so, so two
1: section of history yes
0: yeah. so we've got that one and i'm also reading tear me apart by jt ellison and jt ellison is a nashville author she lives not far from here from where i am um love her stuff great thriller writer uh this one is set in Vail and in the middle of a snowstorm. So I thought this was great reading for when we're under heat advisories here in Tennessee. Uh-huh. So I said I'm going to read. I'm gonna read this book because it's set in. It's an Olympic or Olympic hopeful young skier is wounded, is uh-huh. injured in a massive crash right at the very beginning, um, only to find out that she has leukemia. Um, They thought they were just fixing a a badly broken leg, but um, in the process of that, they find out she has leukemia, a very, very serious form of cancer that is going to need a um, stem cell transplant. But as they start to look for a donor, things get weird with the family and very complicated. Um, It's a little, you know, you would think that the immediate family would be a match, but what happens when they're not?
1: oh yes see, you do um, good blurbs you should very you should interesting
0: book. book so jt ellison writes some great stuff so jt well, ellison awesome. tear me apart and anthony doer all the light we cannot see or what i've got going on right now are you getting rained are on the
1: rain works <laughs> here and my go. i don't, <laughs> I don't there you feel go. like it is i don't feel like it's warm. You just never know what's going to happen with us. Either. We're having wardrobe then.
0: malfunctions on BYOB
1: today. <laughs> it's an adult tacho, but does it fit over your AirPods? I don't know. <laughs> there we go. This is Mackinac Island, folks. It's, it'll clear up. Yeah, it'll clear up. We'll be good. We'll be good. It'll
0: be good it'll be good so you've got the book signing today what else have you gotten going on what else are y'all doing while you're there
1: besides this um what are we doing here on the island oh, we're shopping of course buying some fudge probably avoiding horse poop which is everywhere i always get a picture of horse poop with our feet all around it um we rode around the island the outside of the island yesterday and my dad Um, who's had a stroke and not able to ride as good, he was able to get a tricycle. So that was fun. And he was able to do the ride around the island. It's eight miles, um, but it's flat, completely flat. So there's anybody who wants to ride around, don't worry about it at all. And halfway around, there's a little ice cream, um, like a hot dog. They grill out and have a lot of fun. So you can eat halfway around. And um, my husband got here yesterday, and he's a daredevil. Like everything completely changed when he showed up. The kids are like, ah, it's got to and so we went up to the top of the Grand Hotel Hill, which is probably the biggest hill on the island, um, late in the dark, and we rode down it as fast as we could. You can get from there back to our hotel, which is down, you know, right here by the marina, probably without ever pedaling. You're going so fast. We shouldn't do that, but I did it with uh, my husband and I, and two, two of the four decided to go. And then today we're going to go back up into the middle of the island and find some more hills. And now, I'll, is
0: this well lit or are you kind of just oh, it's dark. hoping the road takes you the right way?
1: It's dark. There are some street lamps by the Grand Hotel because it's a boulevard in front of it. So in the boulevard, I believe there's some. Um, but I turned my light on in front of my, on my phone and I stuck it like on my phone holder. And so I had a bit of light with the others. The others didn't have anything, so just going we're to just following them. your little phone light down the road. <laughs> it was, it was pretty, and um, yeah, today we're gonna go to the middle, which in Snow and Summer, my second book, uh, Justine and Troy actually spent some time in the middle of the island looking for the snow in Snow and Summer. So I'll take some pictures up there. And the middle of this island is just like a fairyland. It's just gorgeous. Oh. There isn't really a clearing, I don't think, with reindeer or around the island. But hey, I'm a fiction writer. That's, That's right. I, want. I just make it we up.
0: get to we get to take the truth and bend it a little. <laughs>
1: do whatever we want. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah right
0: and then we're gonna it.
1: we're gonna take our boat out tomorrow. Um maybe to under the bridge. The Mackinac Bridge is right right over there. And oh and here's something this is the butterfly house. Um <laughs> There's a Mackinac Island Butterfly House in Bug World where you can go and see butterflies. One landed on my hat. And then it's cool because you can buy one and then you can just pay once. As long as you keep this on, you can go back at any time throughout the week. Oh, that's and my cool. my daughter and my, my dad have like a tradition where they wait for theirs to fall off. They don't take it off. And then the first one that actually literally falls off of their wrist, I guess, loses. But they have them and they're... They're ready to go with their uh their little thing that tradition that's that they awesome.
0: do. So yeah. I love Yeah, that. that's about cool. it. What, what, is that what is the, the whisper, whisper stone? What is the whisper
1: stone? Ah, oh, you hear that? Oh, it must be noon here. It's not a tornado. Do you hear the uh the siren. Hear the stuff. Take my microphone out of there. I can hear it's it. It's not a tornado, it's just noon. Thank a, those are tornado sirens, but the Whisper Stone is a petroglyph that they do have them here in Michigan, um, a little bit farther south, and it's the Ojibwe, the native native people who lived here would would carve um, the symbols onto them, and they were sacred. I think they were used in ceremony. not just. And you kind of I mean they're protected like in my book my characters mm-hmm. are all over them I don't know if they could ever actually do that unless people didn't know about them because they usually mm-hmm. tend to protect them and um, yeah so it's just a petroglyph that has a that has some some markings on it by the Ojibwa people and then there's moth, you know the snow or the moss is around itself so that's all it is it's a secret magical place. Magical.
0: Magical things happen, of course. They ma- magical
1: things happen on Mekanol. <laughs> they do. Maniac Island, they call it. Maniac Island. <laughs> Maniac Island. There's a lot of teenagers who come up here for the summer to work. And you oh. know how that goes. For college kids, you know. So we were riding our bike around last night and we heard, we heard about a bunch of parties and we thought we'd just go crashing. But we probably do not want old like right? us at their parties.
0: <laughs> hey, we know how to party. I mean, we which just, you know, not as frequent. Requires <laughs> more recovery time.
1: <laughs> but we can totally party.
0: We can totally party. You well, to not, it, you know.
1: the rain is getting a little bit worse. I might have to sign off. That's fine. No, you've got stuff to do. I you thought do. it was passing, but it's getting getting me wet, and my books and my purse and everything. So, like, I we don't want to get to wet and you've got a book signing to get ready
0: for too so we're gonna we'll let you go It was a shorter chat today oh, but that's a fine. One. it's okay you've got great stuff to do and you've got a family on vacation so you guys go have some fun post some pictures on facebook oh, wow. you can catch laura on camp camp or her facebook page and my group nola's second line and Laura, I'm sure, will be posting lots of great pictures from their adventures today.
1: So keep an eye out for that. Thank you for stopping. Bye, everybody. Nice to see you, Nola. Have a good day. Nice
0: to see everybody. Bye.
1: Bye. See you later.
0: Bye.